The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This is Girls Talk, Boys Talk, presented by Jigsaw Dating, preferred dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and broadcasting live from Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star. Now, your hosts, Christy Scales, Aisha Morrison, Nicole Hutchison, and Jess Navarez. Welcome in to Girls Talk, Boys Talk, presented by Jigsaw, the preferred dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys in the SWBC studio. I'm Nicole Hutchison, alongside Aisha Morrison, Jess Navarez, and Christy Scales. Ladies, I know we're, we're you know, hmm. a little sad today. I don't know. We've had, what, 24 hours? It's been a day and some change uh, to kind of sink in the loss uh the Cowboys season has come to an end something that nobody if you were thinking about you know heading into that game last week uh you did not expect to happen um what's some of your thoughts you were on the sidelines Christy uh from just it just seemed like they weren't in sync from the start I mean and even talking to you pre-game you were like I don't know like yeah I didn't have a good feeling (laughs) well no it was really more um the unknown yeah the um anxiety is too strong of a word but uh you know there's the extra excitement of the the playoffs mm-hmm. and knowing everything is on the line but then going against an opponent in green bay that was so young and yeah you, know, you watch several games but you still mm-hmm. you know don't really have a great feel for um who they are and i just don't like going against the hot teams yeah, yeah. and so with them coming in i just um uh it's not any kind of prescience or anything but I just I just kind of had some uncertainties not really knowing what to expect from Green Bay and Jordan Love looked like the second coming and it wasn't just the the big plays the precision it was the efficiency of that offense and the way they were able to totally dissect the Cowboys defense and we knew Aaron Jones was a Cowboy killer with over 100 yards every time he went against the Cowboys and had previously had a game with four touchdowns and so um, they really they were so well balanced on offense, got the good plays, and our defense just didn't have an answer. And then uh, uh, offensively, the slow starts and the two turnovers, you, you lose the turnover battle and you're not sound on defense and you yeah. just don't have a chance. So I know people are saying disappointment, and that's a word, but I would just say it was really more of a crushing feeling. And then yeah. at the the whole second half, I just kind of felt sick to my stomach looking out there and seeing the Tyron Smiths of the world and the Jordan Lewises, the yep. Stephon Gilmores, guys who are, are free agents, Dorrance Armstrong, knowing that this team is not going to be the same next year. So not everybody's going to be able to come back. Who are our running backs going to be? Right. So um, just just sadness that Dak has to put up with another offseason of all the questions, knowing that there could be changes coming with the coaching staff. Don't know that for sure, but uh, it's going to be change, and I just felt sad knowing everything that went into it, the high hopes, and then it, it just crumbled away in three hours. Uh, actually, you could say in 20 minutes. Yeah. Let San Fran tell it. It was, uh, it was a very – demoralizing feeling after the game Christy and I were talking and and I said it felt like somebody was bleeding out and you couldn't stop the bleeding at any point Mm -hmm. throughout the game and Mm -hmm. and it was it was just non-stop and it was uh so interesting so in the press box the uh Packers ownership was sitting in front of us at the press box and it was to the point where end of second quarter they were laughing 
Oh, wow. It Hi- was high-fiving. And- high-fiving. It was to the point where the press box announcer had to say, hey, just remember we're at a professional press box. Mm, that's why That's why he said that's that. That's why the announcement kept coming up. Um, wow. And they were sitting right in front of us. So you wow. can imagine how that felt, having to see that response. But also, at that point, it was deserved with, mm. with how things were playing out. And so uh, it was just adding a little bit of salt to the wound that was being opened already. Um, it's, it is sad, Christy, because like you said, the personnel, uh, won't be the same. There's a lot of contract negotiations that have to come up in this off season. There's a laundry list of free agents that'll come up and you have guys on this team that were such impacts that might not be a cowboy next season. Um, Impacts beyond the playing field. Exactly. Mm -hmm. You you have on the field and then, uh, locker room guys as well. And both for, for and community and everything else. Yeah. It's just really sad that. This was a group, and, and especially now watching how the playoffs have um, formed over the last 48 hours, knowing that a Cowboys team that we saw before Sunday is more than capable of beating who is still left in the race. Yeah, It, it, it didn't make it any better watching the playoffs throughout the weekend because you it should not have ended like this, and it did. And it's taken a lot to kind of soak in. And, uh, you know, on a selfish note, it changes how we all work. It changes mm-hmm. our routines. And, it, and it's, you know, in, in this nature of the business, you don't know what comes next season. Mm-hmm. You don't know how the business works. So there's kind of a lot of anxiety and panic in, in that sense of life, too. So uh, pissed off is how I would describe how I felt the last 24 hours and some change. Yeah, I definitely felt... Um... A mixture of emotions watching the game. Uh, I've been watching Dak for a long time at this point. Like, and so I, sounds bad, but, and I told him this. I'm like, yeah, I typically know from the first couple of snaps what mm-hmm. type of game you're going to have mm-hmm. because you can see it in his feet. You can see it in his decisiveness. And um, when the defense, I mean, let's just keep it, I don't know how many times it's happened, but it's happened this season where the defense, uh, well, the offense, the other team mm-hmm. deferred. Yeah. And the defense could not oh, yeah. stop on the first drive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's it's something about that tone being set that let me know, baby, it's about to be a long day. Mm-hmm. And uh, to your point, we know these gentlemen as humans. We know them as people. We we talk to them, <coughs> and so it is saddening in a way to see them go out there. And to your point, just like I'm more than capable mm-hmm. of winning this game. Yep. And just to see the lack of urgency and just, I mean, it's the playoffs. And so when you think about the playoffs, you think that, you know, that flip being switched. And when you look across the NFL, most of the other home teams, they scored on their first opening drive. The urgency, the energy, you could feel it. And so it's interesting to hear you say that you were on the sideline and you were kind of like, Yeah, I'm not not saying that from what I observed in pregame. I'm saying it, but... Okay, well, I'm saying it from the film I saw. Well, but (laughs) to to your point of the um, coming out in Green Bay scoring on that first drive. Yes, man. Hey, that first play, Demarcus Lawrence. Here we go, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Second play, yes, then yeah. pressure. And, 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 and then and then the, the sack by Chauncey is mm-hmm. wiped out yep. by the um, contact penalty, penalty on yeah. uh, Deron Bland. Yep. And then later in the drive, I think it was Demarcus, with Demarcus, Demarcus yeah. Lawrence who was offside. Mm-hmm. And, and it's like, here we go again. Yeah, and, oh, and the crazy me. part is like... I know, with the I, penalties. Yeah, and the crazy I thing... I was stewing. We... Well, doing. We always talk about the penalties. The Cowboys have diminished their penalty count. Yes, they in did. This latter part of the year. They However, did. However, 
the ones that they have had have Hopefully. been pivotal. Timing Killer. is everything. And tone Killer. setting. And tone yep. setting. Mm-hmm. And we saw this in this game. They had the opportunity to get them off the field, which I think it could have shifted momentum. Yep. It could have yes. put the offense yes. out there. 100%. And then the penalties reared their very ugly head. And then Green Bay goes down and scores. And immediately, to your point about a team being hot, they said, oh, we can run with these guys. Oh, yeah. Oh, we can run yeah. these guys. Yeah, and you could see they built confidence right off of that. And the Cowboys could not match it after that point and when you talk about efficiency girl uh christy yo they they only ran let me see i think they only ran like 54 plays 54 plays to the cowboys 80 95 95 yeah Yeah. when you talk about efficiency the chunk plays the big plays were huge Mm -hmm. and you lost the turnover battle you lost the big play game and you couldn't get off the field on third down it's just never gonna win like that and one time of possession too and you still aren't efficient that, that's, yeah. that's well, well if so efficiency hard. Dobbs right uh, oh, yeah. six targets yeah. six catches 25 yards a catch 151 yards Musgrave their rookie tight end three targets three receptions Wicks who had the uh, touchdown catch two targets two interceptions guys Jordan Love uh, <laughs> he only um, co- he only completed 16 passes but <laughs> it was his passer rating was 157 of three was. of those 16 were touchdowns yeah. it was yeah. it was a clinic but it was by the youngsters. You know what's so frustrating is that the Packers kept doing the exact same thing. And it kept working. Talk- the exact same thing. The middle of the field was so vulnerable throughout the entire game. It's been like that and, all season. Sis. But you're not adjusting? Where's the adjustments? They sure as hell were not in the room with us. They weren't in the stadium. They weren't even in the state of Texas at that point. I, I can't They were. Tell they you. were down in Houston at Reliant. <laughs> and that's there the you most, go, Christy. But the most that's frustrating part about that, Jess, is the it's fact that... It's happened all season. Yeah. And, but, <sighs> but also, too, baby, we sat up here. I know plenty of people who sat up here and watched mm-hmm. Jordan Love. I asked Mike McCarthy about it. Is it normal for a rookie quarterback to be attacking the middle of the field like this? And he said it's the offensive play calling. It's the scheme. And those they and they, knew. they attacked they knew. a vulnerable weakness of the Cowboys. But the Cowboys knew... Defensively, this is where their bread is buttered. It is, yeah. The but of the but field. but if you if you don't get pressure on the quarterback, that's this is what happens. Yeah, well, yeah, they, mm-hmm. yeah. They they mm-hmm. weren't able to. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Go no, ahead. no, you yeah, no, no. I was gonna. So so is this more of a Dan Quinn situation, or is this just the players just not? Honestly, I don't I don't want to blame the all of the players because there were some guys that even until the very end were giving mm-hmm. everything. It was just as the time went on, it became more and more deflating where mm-hmm. you could see. People are just giving up. And and look, when you're at home and getting that kind of beating, how could you not? But I think at the beginning of the game, when you saw exactly what was going on, there was no adjustments. Come on. It, it's everybody at that point. I think there's blame that goes to every single person. I think it's, it's not important for there's something that doesn't get talked about a lot. And players have to trust what they're doing. And I, for, I when you're getting beat like that, and to to Jess's point, like I don't know, I don't know if anybody quit, but they they weren't the they they, they weren't Jay the Ron Kirst, they didn't. Well, yeah, Jay Ron Kirst said earlier in the season their quit. will was stronger than ours, and I just think that that was the case here. I mean, when you look at the defense, um, it was a lot of miscommunication and yeah. coverage. Mm-hmm. There yeah. were breakdowns. There were I and again, like I don't know what the reasoning was for changing some of the looks and stuff like that, but it, it still was just like I don't think the guys are seeing it, are seeing, you're not seeing the fruition of your planning, and that matters, like, that matters, and that's demoralizing. Yeah. So, to your point, I just felt like 
at one point. And then also, too, you do get to a point to where a guy's just trying to make a play. Yeah. He's just trying to make something happen. And, and chasing a play, though, to that point. We always talk about yeah. hero ball. That's a term that you taught me mm -hmm. is hero ball. But, and at that point, you have no choice but to chase those plays. And it made it worse, It, it, it mm -hmm. did. It made the bleeding, <laughs> as we're talking about bleeding want. out, it just made it even worse. Because at that point, you're not playing to your style of football. And all of these guys said, we didn't play to our standards, we didn't play our style. Yeah, you're chasing things to happen. And at that point, if you're trying too hard, it's just doing the opposite effect. It was uh, frustrating. It's frustrating because you know this team. Mm -hmm. it, it. I hate to compare. I hate to compare here. But I went back and I watched the San Fran game from last season, mm -hmm. last playoffs. It's really frustrating that the same exact issues that you had in the playoffs a year ago came back in this exact game a year later, diminishing all of the improvements, all of the work that you put in yeah. to get to that point. Yeah. Exact same issues. Penalties, <laughs> lack of defense, lack of turnovers, explosive yeah. plays, all came back a year later. How is there not answers for that? That's uh, what's frustrating. Well, one... <laughs> I know, they I were speaking. waiting. They were jumping everything underneath. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. You know what that tells me? They know what you're doing. Mm -hmm. That tells me... They read it out. That mm -hmm. tells Sniffed me... It out. You're not creating conflict to make them have to think twice or to look somewhere else. There were a lot of stagnant fronts. There was a lack of motion, which is frustrating because you can see as You've the season has gone that. on that Mike McCarthy has had games where he's implemented it, mm -hmm. and it's been beneficial. Not only does motion help with spacing and um, leverage and things like that, it also allows the quarterback to get information. And when you go stagnant, when you make him go up to the line of scrimmage and have to see everything that's going on like that, when you're not doing anything or motioning, it, it's less information for him, and he's having to make more decisions post-snap. Yeah. They threw some different looks at him on the back end. They they yeah. showed a safety, mm -hmm. and then the safety drop would back. drop. And, and there were some different things we saw there as well. But to Jess's point, this did feel very similar to mm -hmm. how the 49ers have stagged, have made your offense be stagnant. And one of the, the remaining things is, again, is I'm, this offense becomes a shell of itself against some of these better defenses and I'm just frustrated because I'm like you have implemented things to beat these type of defenses now we've seen it mm. not consistently but we have seen it through yeah. the season and I'm just like yeah. what more do you need to do to to get to a point to where you're not a deer in headlights when you have when somebody counters you you got to have a counter to a counter to a counter and you know what's yeah. frustrating is you look at these stats it does not reflect this game oh no it's, it's, it's a lie it's, in, yeah. it's almost ridiculous it's a lie take, take 32 out, points take, is crazy yeah, yeah take, out, take out the third and fourth yeah. quarter a fallacy <laughs> no but but it comes late in the game when it's too late well but they're yeah because they're just playing shell coverage Baby, but they, they, had, that, that, they had second they had second stringers in i know boss Exactly. Yeah. But that, that, that's, that's the, the thing. ownership if, knew it was over in front of us in the when, when, when the defense is jumping routes, like you say, you have to make them pay, mm -hmm. right? It's a risk-reward whenever a defensive back makes a decision like that, that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump the route, I'm going to go for it. Yeah. And, and they, they couldn't make them pay. Well, on that note, we're going to take our first break. <laughs> we'll come back and break down this offense. Uh, coming right here on Girls Talk, Boys Talk, presented by Jigsaw, the preferred dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. We'll be right back. We know that juicy, cheesy, grilled-to-perfection burger sounds amazing, but it does sound like something is missing. Pepsi, baby! The yin to this burger's yang. Burgers and Pepsi go together like... 
Well, like burgers and Pepsi. This perfect blending of flavors makes every bite of lettuce, every sesame seed on the bun, and every sip of that crisp, refreshing, ice-cold cola a journey to Foodopia. Burgers, better with Pepsi. That's what I like. At Jigsaw Dating, we obviously want the Cowboys to bring that sixth ring home. But to be honest, we're more focused on finding the person who will put a ring on your finger. That's why we created a dating app that reveals your face through meaningful conversation so you can date deeper. Because it's personality that matters the most, not looks. Join Jigsaw Dating today, dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. Voice Talk presented by Jigsaw, the preferred dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys and the SWBC studio. Nicole Hutchison, Aisha Morrison, Jess Navarez, and Christy Scales. Ladies, I let y'all get y'all's vent session out. Your turn. Yeah, yep. go. We want to hear you, girl. That mic is on and ready. Let you go win a two, yeah. one, two, two. <laughs> one, two. No, um, so for me, um, coming into you know this season, it was my first season covering an NFL team, right? Uh, of course, I've been around sports, but I came in and, of course, just seeing the talent on this team, I feel like we've talked about it so long. Um, it was special, right? Um, and my mom's a Cowboys fan, so, like, she's always been, like, disappointed the past few years, you know, of course, not making it past her divisional. But, uh, but no, she had um, – it, it was just concerning to me how you go out there and – you don't perform to your full potential. It just seemed like they, I mean, y'all touched on it, they weren't prepared. Um, and if y'all were prepared, it, you got outplayed, you got outcoached, you got out-schemed, you got... They, for a young team like that, that's so inex- inexperienced as far as youth-wise, to go out there and just school y'all the way that they did, it was, it was, it was very, like deflating for us just watching that in the press box um and so no it, it was it was sad for me just because I'm like okay this, this team has made strides the past month you know playing their best ball yet and then you go out there and you don't um live up to your potential it, it, it was it was a little sad and especially for Dak you know and, and you can't put all the blame on Dak of course not mm-hmm. um but just seeing him play and have that MVP level of a season right and you just not making good reads not you know your receivers aren't giving you that best chance either um I don't know this offense just let's start about talking about this offense y'all because it it really they looked like in the nicest words possible like a college team the way that they played out there and I and I'm and, and I don't mean that in like a, a disrespectful way, but the way that they played is how they, is, that's how they looked. Okay, babe, let that's me how they you. looked. There's plenty of colleges that, that are running more motion than that. That could beat that. You know what they look like? <laughs> I'm not. I'm sorry. They look that's like the offense like. from last season. That's what they look like. I. I, I'm not kidding when I tell you I went back to watch the San Fran yeah. game and it was painful. It was painful. Trust <laughs> me, I didn't already. I already didn't want to watch the Cowboys lose twice, but I did. Yeah. Because I was curious at the same exact issues. We're talking about defensive issues, offensive issues, same exact thing: misreads, miscommunications, mm-hmm. missed routes, lack of separation. Why are I we- mean, I, I, 
I'm, I get so mad. I'm sorry. Why are we running the football on first down when we hold on the pass? Why are we running the football that much when yeah. it hasn't worked all season? You've been a pass heavy team all season. You've ran this West Coast system, which is pass heavy, and now you want to run the football? <laughs> Purely run the football. Fantastic, great. Do it all season. Be consistent with it. But why is Ceedee Lamb getting his first first touch of the mm -hmm. ball before the two minute warning of the first half? That's insane. I'm sorry. I'm so mad, guys. Well, no, I've he had, had, he had a couple of drops, though. He, the he first was quarter. targeted 17 times. He was targeted. Times. Yeah, he, he was, was targeted. But that didn't come drops. until the second half. I'm saying the first touch he had on that ball was two minutes before halftime. That, that was the only time. That he yeah, caught he caught it. it. He, he caught had it. drops. He was targeted. He it, was targeted. But it's so. It's yeah. just so. Yes, it is. And and, and the receiving like core this. is better this year. So much, yeah. in my opinion, so much better this year with Brandon Cooks. Yep. And, you Again. know, last year you can, you know, look and say, oh, the receiving core, they needed yep. to upgrade mm -hmm. it. And and they did this year. Yeah. And it was really clicking. Mm -hmm. And But for all the great things that CD did during the season, for all the great things that Dak did, Jake Ferguson, fantastic season. Away. Yep. It, it doesn't matter. Yeah. I'm sorry. That's just the. Yep. The mantle that you carry when you're a Dallas Cowboy because it's the legacy and it, it's all about what you do in postseason and that doesn't make it fair but that's what it is and the players who have been here more than a couple years um, I know that they feel it they they feel that burden exactly, that they have yeah. to carry and uh, the the weight of expectations and so and they, they know that it's going to be a brutal off season mm -hmm. that they're going to have to answer all the same questions again and and, and, and it's going to be that way for 11 and a half months until <laughs> next year when <laughs> we're approaching postseason again but again it's a different yeah. team yeah, like you're going to you're going to have a 20 to 25% turnover yeah. in the roster mm -hmm. that's the average in the in the NFL there we talked about it a little bit in the first segment there are some hard decisions that are coming up mm -hmm. with player personnel as to who you can retain and who you can fit into the cap and you you know you need to get these extension new deals for CD and you're going to extend Dak and Mike is coming up and mm -hmm. you know that how are you going to be able to fit some of these guys back on the roster when you have to make these big commitments and there's so. 16 players set to hit free agency this offseason yeah. you got Tony Pollard, Stephon Gilmore, Dorrance Armstrong, Tyron Smith, Tyler Biotish, J. Ron Kirsch, Jordan Lewis, Dante Fowler, Noah Igbenogany, Lord, sorry, Neville, Neville Gallimore, Jonathan Hankins, C.J. Goodwin, Chuma Adoga, Trent Sieg, Rico Doddle, Sean McEwen. Yeah, sixteen guys. That's a lot. Uh, a lot. Where would you start? Who? Mm. Yeah, well, Dante Fowler. I don't know if mentioned it, but you know, two oh, two key guys on at defensive end and two starters on the offensive line. Yep. Um, okay. Yeah, I mean, and then when you look Not at... Not to mention running back. Enrico Dowdle's a restricted free agent, so mm. they'll probably bring him back, but it's, it could look very different at running back next year. Mm. Yeah, I mean, free agency is going to be different. It's this draft, I mean, I just argued into this draft. There's a lot of receivers and, <laughs> and stuff in there. Um, but to y'all's point about the offense, I wanted to kind of chime in on the talk about C.D. Lamb mm. and Dak Prescott. Y'all talk about, like, when you knew... It was gonna be a long day. Oh, if a team doesn't yeah. have to take eighty-eight away, yeah. If they don't even have to try to put people over there or bracket him or anything, yeah, it's gonna be a long day. Mm. If you're not getting anything from him, he he's he's supposed to be the guy that draws the extra defender. He's supposed to be the guy that people have to plan for yeah. over there. And when he was almost, he was taken out of the game. I mean, I mean they targeted him, but it wasn't efficient. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, there were a couple of times that. 
Dak was uh, throwing to him when he was out of his break and CD wasn't ready to, for the ball. Mm -hmm. There were times that Dak was just not on time with the ball. There was communication with which route was supposed to be run. Mm -hmm. I didn't like. I didn't like the fight that one of CD's best traits that he's developed is the hand fighting mm -hmm. at the line of scrimmage. He don't let nobody just be punking him out there because they think I think some people think he's smaller than what he really yeah. is. I didn't like the fight for the ball from the receiving core. But I will go back to Jess's point, And my point earlier is. You didn't make it any easier on your receivers. Mm -hmm. yeah. You didn't do anything to give them clearer routes. If they're struggling with separation, maybe ask yourself why. The, this defense clearly knew some of the things that you were doing, and you just never dictated how they had to play football. And I've said, I feel like I've said that so many times, but really, honestly, especially against this two high shell, my God, if you don't make them, and they tried with the deep route with Cooks, you got to hit that, bro. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You yeah. got to, yes. because when you do, it changes how they have to play football. Yeah. And nothing that you did offensively made them have to say, amen. We gonna have to change something up. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. you got to get out and, of this. And, and and when you didn't hit hit cooks on that, and then you got the long down and distance, and now yeah. you're behind the chains. They can play and, fast. And, they and can pin their ears they, back. They can exactly. And I think that what Green Bay did best in the game defensively <coughs> is get Dak off of his mark. Yeah, absolutely. And it goes to the point of being, yeah. you know, not in rhythm, and that mm -hmm. you know just not, you know leads to some inaccuracy and just timing issues yeah. and things like that. So, um, And that's something that the Cowboys defense had done mm -hmm. so well all year mm -hmm. in terms of with pass rush. In most games, they did a good job uh, of that and um, led to a lot of interceptions mm -hmm. for Deron Bland and a lot of a lot of takeaways for the mm -hmm. um, um, Cowboys defense. But this was a taste of your own medicine, right, the way that they were able Literally, to, to get, to get Dak. Yeah. They did flip the script. Yeah. That's what yeah. Buffalo. That's what Dak mm -hmm. said about Buffalo. Mm -hmm. He said they beat. He was like, yeah, they they just ran. Yep. The, they had the formula. Yeah, the, yeah. the pick six, the mm -hmm. other takeaway, um, and so yeah, they were and and, and they had the lead, mm -hmm. a big lead early, and like you said, pin your ears back and and you know makes it even worse for the quarterback. I know we're about to move on, but I just want to say. <laughs> The offensive line was not bad. Yeah. They weren't. I, they That's weren't. what the makes me more sick to. is that I Honestly. thought the offensive line actually gave him time back there. Mm -hmm. But, again, when you are when you got two receivers in the same vicinity over yep. and over <laughs> and over again, how, yeah, you're just you're making it easier for And, again, I don't know. We don't know because we're not out there. We don't know if – that's if there was miscommunication between the receivers, if the play didn't get yeah. in right, if whatever. We don't know all that stuff, but I can tell you straight up, the spacing was not good in a lot of this game. Yeah. And, again, you just didn't do any of the things that were working to kind of help offset this defense being able to come downhill and play fast. I also just want to point out, too, we talked about Dak's footwork all mm -hmm. season and just how his cadence was improved and how he took control of the offense. Early on, it was just very noticeable mm -hmm. how different he was playing. I, I mean, you go back and you look at his feet. He was uh, he was scrambling and not in the ways you want to yeah. see, right? Yeah. He's trying to make those hero plays to the point where every single time he was sliding for that ball, I was like, oh, no, you are setting yourself up for something not good if you keep trying to do that. And and the fact that he felt like he had to continue to make those plays was what, was what told me 
nothing was clicking on the offense. Mm-hmm. Um, and even you look at these stats, uh, C.D. Lamb had 110 yards. Guess who was right behind him? Michael Gallup, who had the best game he's had all season. Yeah. Uh, 103 yards, six for six uh, with his targets and receptions. His longest was 42 yards. Jake Ferguson had a fantastic game. Three touchdowns. Uh, but that's going to be wiped away because they, of the loss. Oh, gee willikers. Let's start yeah. attacking the seams yeah. when the game is out of hand. So weird, as right? Though... It's weird. Weird how that works. <laughs> G. <laughs> Not the G Willikers. You okay? <laughs> no, I'm about to like... You know she's mad when she says G Willikers. <laughs> gonna have to bring back the coin jar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Y'all gonna get that's a curse. That's no, a it's not. Word? It's not at all. Gee no, but no, curse. but I I like it. That's that uh, would be a cha-ching. I thought you were gonna say barnacles. You don't no, say that's that how you know I'm, it's bad. I'm yeah. I'm evolving. What happened? <laughs> it, it's turned into a very sarcastic G will curse. G attacking the seams. Who would who would have thought? That, that, <laughs> PG thirteen version. Thank you for that. Yeah. No, it, it is. It's just. It's just so so frustrating. And I know that for Cowboys fans, it's a, it's, a, it's a here we go again, mm-hmm. and it's the same thing for the players. And that's what just I just hurt for him. But you were talking about offensive line, Tyron Smith <coughs> fighting you. through what he did. It looked like from late in the third quarter on, like I don't know if he like tweaked his back or something. He never mm-hmm. missed a play. Yeah, he he, was... he still played well. I never saw him getting treatment mm-hmm. on the sideline. Nothing like that. I don't even think he was. They have a heating pad over there that he usually sits on. I didn't see him using that. But um, these guys mm-hmm. played through a lot. Yeah. So anyone who questions the effort, I question facts. Your yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Stephon Gilmore oh, gonna, yeah. needing surgery, a yeah. torn labrum, playing with a harness. What are your I don't, thoughts on that? I don't that? think he should have played. What are your thoughts on that? I think he's. I, I would rather have one arm Stephon Gilmore than really than yeah. no Stephon Gilmore. Mm-hmm. Wow. Do yeah. you, but are you of the mindset? I saw that. I did. I saw that Barry Church said like maybe that played into some of the way that they did decide to play defense again. Yeah. Um, I expected for them to maybe change up some looks, but I would venture to say it is a little harder to to press mm-hmm. and Absolutely. do those things when you're dealing with a shoulder. Maybe that was a reason for some of the, We won't know until we know, until yeah. we ask yeah. and stuff, but th- it made sense. And also, too, there were times where he was getting turned. Mm-hmm. Like he, I, There were some very... Some of the in route decisions by the Green Bay Packers, they th- th- those wide receivers are, are Finn, good. They they did a great job. You, know, and and as, as much as yeah. people bag on the Cowboys, sometimes you really do have to also tip your your cap to Green Bay. They had a great plan. It was well executed. And and that team, I remember thinking late in the second quarter, I'm like, I wonder if this is going to be like the early '90s Cowboys moment for this these Packers. You know, because yeah. when the Cowboys San Francisco was at the top, and and the young Cowboys squad, they were about a year or two ahead of what people thought. Everyone knew they were up and coming, and then in 92, when they hit it, bang, it was there, you know, and they unseated uh, San Francisco, and it was lights out from then on, and it was almost like an accelerated pace of this, you know, establishment of a dynasty, and I'm not saying that for the Packers, but I'm saying, wow, if this team with that kind of youth is doing that already... Mm -hmm offensively, that side of the ball, they could be building something special there in Green Bay. I've got to ask you, Christy, since you've been here um, covering the Cowboys, is where does this kind of rank? This was actually asked to Jerry Jones. Where does this rank 
amongst as far as disappointing losses that you've seen or been around? It's the freshest, so it's the worst because <laughs> of the high expectations yeah. and three 12-win seasons and knowing everything that's that's on the line. Yeah. But um, the 2007 was equally crushing. That was the 13-win season. That was Romo and Witten and T.O., mm-hmm. good defense. Mm-hmm. And then, and, and then um, <clears throat> uh, home field advantage and – New York Giants and Eli Manning come in mm-hmm. as the wild card team right. with an upset win um, <laughs> at at Texas Stadium, and that was the Cabo and mm-hmm. and all that. Jessica Simpson, or mm-hmm. you know, it, 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 there was a lot to that. <laughs> so so that 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 was that was really crushing as well because yeah. everyone thought it's all set up right. This is this could really be our year, yeah. and that was like. Yeah, slamming the brakes, man. That was like driving straight into a brick wall, and that's kind of how it it uh, felt with the loss to Green Bay this past weekend. Hmm. Yeah, it was rough. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, we're going to take our second break. You're watching Girls Talk, Boys Talk, presented by Jigsaw, the preferred dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. We'll be right back. At Jigsaw Dating, we obviously want the Cowboys to bring that sixth ring home. But to be honest, we're more focused on finding the person who will put a ring on your finger. That's why we created a dating app that reveals your face through meaningful conversation so you can date deeper. Because it's personality that matters the most, not looks. Join Jigsaw Dating today, dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. You know that sound anywhere. It's the crisp crunch of that first nacho chip with its perfect cheese to sour cream ratio sitting atop a layer of delicious beans. It's a sip away from perfection. That's what we're looking for. Add a delicious, refreshing Pepsi and we've achieved absolute nacho nirvana. Because while you can pile those nachos high with every spicy, cheesy, savory topping, there's no topping a cool Pepsi finish. Nachos, better with Pepsi. That's what I like. Welcome back into Girls Talk, Boys Talk, presented by Jigsaw, the preferred dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. In the SWBC studio, Nicole Hutchison, myself, alongside Aisha Morrison, Jess Navarez, and Christy Scales. Ladies, if you are Jerry Jones, where do you go from here? I'm glad I'm not Jerry Jones. That's <laughs> really... Glad I'm not this week. Same. Uh, yeah, if you, if you same. think you're, if you think you're feeling not. low as a Cowboy oh, yeah. fan and longtime member of Cowboy Nation after I that loss, feel. you can imagine what it's like for the Sick Joneses. So, bad so for him. it was locker room cle- or locker cleanout day mm-hmm. uh, Monday, and talked to some of the players, those that wanted to talk. Uh, all three of them? Yeah. <laughs> all, all three, three of the 53? All three of the whopping 53 that uh, wanted to talk on Monday. And we got a couple of things out of it. One of the main things was Jerry talked to them Monday morning. Mm-hmm. And we kept asking, well, what did he say? What did he tell you? And they were like, well, the point he made was that we need to win. And he wants to win now. He's not getting any younger. And he needs to win. Uh, so saying it without saying it, uh, I would imagine if you were a fly on the wall during that, I'm not going to call it conversation. I don't think it was really two ways. Uh he he let him know how he felt, as as he should, after that kind of loss, and after the game, Jerry talked and he said uh, he said he's not going to rank this among the most. Mm-hmm. Uh, he doesn't really rank how it feels after a playoff loss, but 
he was genuinely shocked. And I think the state of shock went around the locker room, the coaching staff, uh, front office, because this was a game, one, you didn't expect to lose, but two, you didn't expect to lose in the fashion that you lost. And I think that's what makes it the hardest is on Jerry and the decisions he has to make is there was one nightmare scenario for you going into this game that you were going to have to make really hard decisions if you're Jerry. This was the nightmare scenario. If you're in the multiverse, this was the one, (laughs) one multiverse that you're Jerry Jones having to make a lot of really difficult decisions uh, because of the fashion in which they lost. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I can tell you before the game, because uh, we do the weekly owner's box interview, I interview him live on the field about 25, 30 minutes before kickoff every game, and he, he was feeling good about it. It was loose Mike Mur- uh, Mark Murphy um, yeah. of the Packers, who you talked about being in the press box. Mm-hmm. From there, he, he joined us for the interview, and it was great to have them both talking together and things like that. And and I can tell in pregame with Jerry how he's feeling about the game, yeah. and it was clear that he was feeling good about it. And so, yeah, it, it makes it tougher. But in terms of the, the way that it ended, but in terms of moving forward, yeah. I, I don't know. You know, I feel like Cowboys Nation sometimes demands its pound of flesh mm. because this too shall not stand. We cannot have the same thing. It's the same thing over and over and over and over. Just like we're saying, same as last year. Yep. And going back to that 2007 season and way before that, it's like we cannot get that next step. And so, but change isn't, change for the sake of change is not always the way to go. Correct. Mm. Mm-hmm. And by yep. the way, defensively, you yep. may be making changes because Quinn has, uh, you know, he's already been linked. He's confirmed for five interviews yeah. for other head coaching jobs. But offensively, I put this out to the table. Mm-hmm. Do you want a change where Dak has another no. offensive system and you start over again? No. I'm no, going mean, to go with the unpopular opinion for what Cowboys fans are uh, barking on Twitter right now. No. And we talked about this after the game, Christy, you and I sat there and we talked about it because I think at some point change is needed because you're seeing the same results in the postseason. Yes. So you're not just making change just for the sake of it. You're making change to be better and avoid this feeling Mm -hmm. again. Mm -hmm. As far as an offense goes, though, you can't just erase what Mike McCarthy has done for Dak Prescott this season. You Mm -hmm. can't erase that Dak has had an MVP caliber season pretty much matching up to the first three seasons he had in the league prior to the ankle injury, of course. Mm-hmm. You can't just erase that. And and yes, uh, people will define Dak Prescott based on this performance, and that all doesn't matter what he did during the regular season, but it should matter what Mike McCarthy has done with his offense in the matter of not just three years of being your head coach, but one year of taking over the play calling. Mm-hmm. Expecting Dak to be successful with three straight consecutive years of changing a play caller if they decide to, uh, again, there's no confirmation of anything yet, or if there will be, um, is insane, especially where Dak is in his career. This late in his career, he's 30 years old. He's not getting any younger. I I think expecting him to adjust to yet another play caller, another scheme is unfair, and it sets him back more than it sets him forward. Here's my thing. Uh, do you no, say, no, ahead, no, 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 no,
ready to go. So one thing that I had um, listened before I talk about how to move forward, uh, listen to Jerry Jones in the post-game presser, and he had said that um, throughout the rest of the game, like the second half, all he could think about was the fans and how disappointed that they would be mm-hmm. because of this loss. Um, mm-hmm. And when the questions were being fired at him post game, you know, where do you go from here? Where do you, you know, what are you, what's your next steps with McCarthy? Is da 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 da. And he's like, y'all ain't nobody was thinking about this. In summary, like this is not something that obviously you have. You you're th- you're going in prepared in a game like that that you should win. You're pre- you're thinking about. Okay, where are we gonna be? What's who who who, who are we playing next? You mm-hmm. know, and so that's what he said. Um, I'm not really thinking about the next steps of coaching change, roster change, personnel, and things like that. But how do I move forward? Um, I agree with Jess. With I think we should keep McCarthy here, um, but personnel wise. <sighs> I might get crucified, y'all. I might get crucified for this. But um, I don't think, and love TP to death, I don't think that he's that that feature back. I, I don't think he is. Again, and we don't have um, – I, I think we need more offensive linemen too, more experienced guys. But I, I think we need a guy to come in and be that number one back. Like, I'm not going to lie, like Zeke. You know, um, and so yeah, I mean that. I think that's where you, not where you start, but that's definitely a position that you you should look at. Maybe possibly, no, yeah, yeah. possibility. I, it, it may not. It's going to be out of your hands. He's a free well, agent. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. But so, yeah. so uh, he may get you know a money, higher money offer than what you're willing to yeah. pay, and it, if you decide to bring him back, and you may not be able to match it. So yeah, yeah. Well, Aisha, what uh, do you think? Well, number number one, to comment on what Nicole said, more than any year, I do think this really hurt fans and it's going to divide fans. And I say that Mm. because Jerry felt confident. We felt confident because it felt like you had put together a roster Mm -hmm. that could go. Despite it having its few little warts or some little issues, you put together a roster that's good enough to go win this thing. Mm -hmm. And... Also, too, from the play calling standpoint, you've seen things that you haven't seen. You know, like I I was under the impression that, you know, okay, we're going to do motion. They're going to do this. They're going to do this, whatever. So I do think fans are at a spot to where they don't know what to believe in. And that's a tough place to be in. Um, As far as where do you go from here, I think, number one, you do keep McCarthy, to Mm -hmm. your point. He's established something here. Uh, But then I do think you got to – Look within the things that you did well this year, pull some of that out, and create an identity. Yep. Well, they have you didn't an even, identity. No, you don't. <laughs> I feel like midway through the season, they found that they, identity. The passing the ball was because you couldn't run well, it. Well, that's true. Yeah, true. True. <laughs> that's fast. Remember, that's the, it wasn't the, by the choice. Identity, true the identity story. was going to be the run set and, you know, yeah, we, we're going to be able to run. It wasn't by choice. If we're keeping it a real 1,000, yeah. the identity at the beginning of the season was we playing through our defense. Yeah. Yeah, and Mike so said that. Yeah. So, Mike said yeah. that again. Yeah. So you right. you mm-hmm. passed the ball because you couldn't run the ball. I need them to figure out. They should have like fifteen to twenty plays that 
are their money makers mm-hmm. all day. And this is what other coaches have said. Like yeah. I've heard this from other people that you that they should have they didn't have an identity to me to fall back on in a game like this. So I think you go through the things you did well, mm-hmm. you look at the things you didn't do well, and try to scrap out an identity and say, okay, this is who we are. This is what we do well. Um, uh, outside of that, baby, I'm going to be real, real frank with you. You need to get somebody in this room that understands how to beat the Shanahan tree. Yeah. This is nuts. <laughs> You're at a point to where, I yep. mean, it's, it's funny, but it's not. Yeah. Yeah. Because... Those guys are just continuing to give you fits every year in the regular season season or postseason. And if your play caller currently can't beat, they're your roadblock. Mm-hmm. Teams yeah. like that are your Achilles heel. We've seen it. How much do you need to see it? So for me, I'm like, I know Mike McCarthy is smart. Either he's going to do what he's done. We've talked about all season. Yeah. Hold himself accountable. Get in the lab and figure out how to take that next step to overcome this tree of offenses, offenses and defenses that are hurting you, or you bring somebody in here that can do it. I don't, I don't know what capacity. I don't know anything. I don't care if it's an advisor. Do something yeah. to get you over the hump because every time you see these type of teams, you struggle. It's a problem. And on the defensive side of the ball, the, Dan Quinn's system has been great for this team. It, it revived a lot of guys' um, careers. Mm-hmm. They figured some things out. Just like everything in the league, teams have figured out how to counter it. Yep. So if Dan does stay, don't know what's going to happen, he has to look himself in the mirror and make some adjustments. And that's not even just scheme. That's personnel, too. Mm-hmm. You have to look at how you're drafting. They have a lot of these, – these coaches have a lot of input on who's drafted. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. It's okay to change it up. You got to look yourself in the mirror and say, why can't we get over this hump? A lot of it is scheming personnel as well. So to me, and and whoever the play caller that comes in here on the defensive side of the ball, if it's different, he better know how to beat a Shanahan tree. These guys are going to, you just talked about it, Christy, baby, Green Bay's up and coming. Mm -hmm. There's other teams. There's been a, this is a window for the Cowboys. And again, that's why I think the fans are sad. This is a big window for them to be able to go get to the ship. And for me, I'm sitting up here like, it's closing. Teams are closing the gap. Like, teams that weren't even supposed to be in the playoffs, the Rams lost everything and have revived their whole roster, and they further in the playoffs than you. And so did Green Bay. And so did Green Bay. <laughs> who barely, and Tampa. Who barely and got Tampa. in the playoffs the last and week. Tampa, and people thought these Based teams were dead in the water. Can we talk about the Houston Texans? Oh, yeah. Lord. And, and by the way, they're coming here and uh, they're, com- they're going to be in Arlington next team year. That another people thought were dead them. in the water. Yeah. They changed philosophy. They changed personnel. They went out and drafted out. and they figured it out. So right now, that's what they got to do. They're going to have to figure some things out. Yeah. To your point about the identity, though, it's you need an identity, but you need mm. to stick to it in the postseason. Because it's, it's, it. it's not going to matter if you have an established identity during the regular season. You have 12 wins. Yeah. If you do this same song and dance Don't every execute, postseason, yeah. it will never be different. Mm-hmm. And it's just very unfortunate because this is the team, to your point, Aisha, of how the NFC mm-hmm. is set up, the teams around it's you. It's not going to get the easier. Team's still in the playoffs. That's what I was saying earlier. Is mm-hmm. It's so frustrating because you see the matchup the Cowboys could have had. You could have easily broken that gap of getting out of the divisional round into the NFC Championship this year, and you didn't. Because why? You let your true identity of coming back in the postseason, the same things that haunted you last year, come back and 
become the discussion that that's your identity. Mm-hmm. You need a new a new identity that you fall back on. And having CD and DAC with their chemistry, and look, when when teams counter it, that can't just be your identity anymore. Yep. It's it's frustrating. I'm glad I don't have to be Jerry Jones to make these decisions, and uh, we're in for, a, unfortunately, a very long offseason. Let's have draft season. Yeah, draft show starts. <laughs> yeah. Show. Yep. Tomorrow? Come, sim- come see oh, a little bit. Tomorrow? Wednesday. Already? Yeah, tomorrow. Oh, wow. uh, we will be on tomorrow at 10 mm-hmm. and Thursday at 10, and then the regular schedule will roll out. But, yes, um, so later than like, – it was been sooner than later, which I hate, but – here we are. Go kill it. Let's build a house. Go kill See it. See what happens. Mm-hmm. All right. And we start our off-season schedule starting next week. So we'll be, Girls Talk, Boys Talk will be on Thursdays at 10 a.m. Yes. That's a wrap for the regular season. Yeah. Thank, oh. thank you, everybody. And thank you, everyone. Thank, yes. Really. Yeah. Seriously. Yes. Thank you. Thanks for all the great feedback. We didn't expect to have to end this, uh, yeah. this week, yeah. unfortunately. Ah! All right. But well, we love y'all. Love season y'all. two. We did it. <laughs> we did it. All right. See y'all next week. <laughs> Bye, guys. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!